All right, it's the Zookeepers Podcast here. Fitz talking with former UMass Miniman and current Boston Bruin, Frank Vetrano. Frank, a couple of minutes ago, we were just down by the practice arena of the Mullen Center, and uh, he showed me how it's done. He completely undressed me. I was the goalie. He was shooting from, what, probably like 20, 25 feet away? Yeah, about that. Around that, yeah, and, you know, just sniping on me, going top shelf where Mama hides the cookies. But, Frank, good to have you back here in Amherst, and thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. So you are the pride of Springfield. You went to Cathedral High School. Pretty good school. Destroyed by a tornado recently, as you know, we just brought up <laughs> off the air. Uh, but so you were there around like you know the early two thousands around there, kind of. Probably, yeah, yeah. My fresh freshman high school is two thousand and nine. So I was there from uh, freshman sophomore year. Then I went out to Ann Arbor, Michigan. I played for the U.S. national team uh, out in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Right. So were you, did you guys ever make the Super Eight? Did you ever get, play at the Garden? I actually, I actually never played uh, hockey there. I played nope. juniors out in Boston, but uh, all my closest friends were on the team. So junior always, Bruins? Yeah, I played for the Junior Bruins, so uh, yeah, I did that. And But all my closest friends were uh, on the hockey team there, so I'd always go to the games when they were playing, you know, all those uh, Boston schools. Any current Junior Bruins playing at the higher level now that you played with there? Uh, Jack Eichel, obviously, was, you know, an all-star in, yeah. in the league. Uh, I didn't play with him, but he uh, came the year after I did. But, uh, you know, he's a good player, and I uh, know him pretty well, so... Uh, he's probably one of the other guys who's in the NHL right now. And anyone in Michigan? Uh, yeah, my t- uh, you know, it's a big development program out there, and you know, that's where most of the top kids in the states go to. And uh, you know, guys, a couple guys I play with, you know, Seth Jones is in Columbus, Brady Shea, yep. Jacob Truba. So uh, Matt Grizzick, who who is my roommate out there, was also still on my team now. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch of guys that are in the NHL, so uh, it's a good program out there. And the program now, I mean, they're they're going to be sending people over to uh, South Korea in just a couple weeks for the Olympics. Uh, controversial decision decision by the NHL to stay out of the Olympics. Uh, what are your kind? Of, what's your take on that? The fact that it's going to be more kind of the amateur aspect, you know, the the soon to be stars rather than the current stars. Because you know, I think there's a bit of a pro and con to each. I mean, obviously, you, you'd want to see you know the best of Canada and U.S. going together, but it is cool to see some of these young guys you know get some get some shine yeah it's it's really cool it's obviously a great opportunity for guys who are in college and guys that you know are amateurs that's how you know the olympics used to be in the 80s when you right. know when they beat the soviets and mm-hmm. that and it was a bunch of college kids so for, and from that standpoint it's uh it's good usa does a good job of you know trying to whether it's world championship the end of the nhl season they try to bring younger guys college guys and to get that experience but you know for, now being a pro now and you know just talking to guys on my team who've won gold medals and you know they 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 live for that. It's, it's like winning the Stanley Cup, winning a gold medal. Not many people have done it, so um, you know, it, you know, it's pretty hard for them not to, you know, go out there and compete for the Olympics. But at the end of the day, the NHL is a business, and they want to do its best for the NHL. But you yeah. know, that's their decision. There's really not much we can do about it. But you know, hopefully, when the next Olympics come, that NHL's back in it. Yeah, true. Uh, still, people are gonna watch anyway. It's it's a, so fun to watch. I love watching Olympic hockey. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about your route here to Amherst. If Wikipedia doesn't lie to me, which again, I'm, that's a big if, you know, it, it could happen, maybe maybe they're pulling my leg, but I read you were originally a BC commit, Yeah. you were going to be a Chestnut Hill, and then you switched to UMass. What was the draw to Amherst? Yeah, so I, I actually committed to Boston College at a really young age. I committed there when I was you know, 15 years old, and it was a school I was wanting to go to, and you know, I went to campus there, and you know, uh, didn't have the grades to stay in school, so kind of got booted out of there. And, <laughs> Um, but my cousin played at Boston College for four years. He won two national championships, and my cousin T.J. Siner also played here at UMass. So those are two guys I trained with in the summer. And you know, T.J. had nothing but good things to say about the uh, the school here and the hockey standpoint. And 
you know, I would always come to the BC UMass games and, you know, the, there'd be 12,000 people in the stands. And, you know, I always said to my parents, if, you know, BC, it never worked out for me, obviously, but I always said if it didn't work out that I'd always want to go to UMass. And, you know, as soon as I left BC, that's, this is the place I wanted to go. And, you know, it, it worked out for me in the end. Everything happens for a reason. I'm happy with the decision right. I made. Yeah. And obviously left your mark, uh, and the UMass hockey program. When you look back at your time at UMass, what do you think your favorite memory on the ice is? You know, it's, it's tough to say. Obviously, uh, you know, I, I redshirted a year and a half, so it was really hard for me to, right. to practice for a long time. But I think my most memorable moment was actually uh, it was pretty cool. Was, I was in my redshirt year, and I was only allowed to play exhibition games. So my first game at the Mahone Center was about a year, almost a year and a half in. I actually played against my old coach. I, we played against the USA national team, and, you know, I scored my first shift of the game. So, you know, obviously it, was, it didn't count, but, you know, it was a good feeling, and it was good to get in the game. But that's probably one of my most memorable um things here how about off the ice any uh stories <laughs> that you could share oh man there's i don't even know if i could speak to, speak about them on air but uh you know we had to try to clean it up a little family friendly yeah we now. had uh you know we had a good group of guys on the team and still still good friends of those guys to this day and you know it's you know you're here to play hockey and obviously you're here for school too but you know if you want to have a good team obviously we struggled a bit when we were here but you know the you create friendships and you know memories off the ice too so we had a good time when we went out absolutely yeah that's not just leave it at that yeah now you're at the highest level highest level of hockey nhl a whole lot more umass alums than some might think in the league got brandon Montour out in anaheim i mean obviously jonathan quick he's a little bit of an older guy but still umass has left its mark on the league uh, how often do you keep in touch with some of those guys you used to play with? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Connor Sheary, obviously, Shearing he's his him. third year in the league, and, you know, he's won uh, two Stanley Cups his first two years. So, uh, and Jonathan Quick also, I don't know him at all, really, but, yeah, but uh, you know, he's won Stanley Cups, and, um, you know, Monty was, was, came in with me, and, you know, he's a fantastic player. He's having a great year in Anaheim, and, you know, I, I actually saw Monty out in uh, Nashville. I haven't seen him since... Uh, you know, he he left school, so it was good to see him catch up with him. And but you know, I you know Sheer, he's obviously he's getting married this summer and went to his engagement party this past summer. So it was good to catch up with all those guys there. But you know, I stay in contact with them. You know, congratulate them when they're doing well and just kind of like to shoot the shit with them a little bit. Yeah, shoot the shit with them anytime you you sharpen each other on the ice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so moving forward onto the Bruins, then a lot of older guys, a lot of younger guys too. Who has kind of been, you know, taking you under their wing? in the Bruins locker room if yeah. you pick one guy you know my, my first year is I think it was I was probably one of the only rookies on the team and Pasternak that was his first year he kind of played half a season year before so it was about me, me and him kind of with the younger guys and you know you know the guys that have been in that room have done a lot of good things you have Zidane Ochara Brad Marchand Patrice Bergeron you know David Krejci guys who've been in the league a long time made their impact and you know all-stars and you know but um you know, I think those guys and like Marshy and Bergy, to see what those guys do every single day on and off the ice. And I actually had the honor to train with them this summer and in Boston just to see what they do. You can learn a lot from them. And you know, I wouldn't say they took necessarily took me under the wing, but they just they lead by example every day, and they're good guys to be uh, to make yourself a role model after. One of your highlights playing for the Bruins was that that hat trick in your in your rookie year. Kind of take us through that that whole night, how you were feeling, how you were vibing. You know, you know, were you really in the zone? Like, take us through that whole experience. Yeah, it was, uh, it was obviously, a, you know, a game I'll never forget. Um, I can walk you through every single one of my goals. I uh, remember my first goal, I scored pretty early in the first period, and usually when you score early, you know, you have your legs underneath, you kind of have that extra energy, that extra momentum. So 
I remember I was coming off a change, and you know, Spooner, you know, he's a good passer, and he made me a nice pass in the top of the slot, and I scored from pretty far out. And then I think it was I didn't get my next two goals till probably like eight under eight minutes left in the third, and you know the the second one was kind of a scramble in front, and kind of put it home. And the third one we were on a three on one. And, I was with uh, Jimmy Hayes and Ryan Spooner at the real one. I took the puck from the far boot line. They're just yelling shoot the whole way. And I shot it, I missed, and the rebound just came right to me, right to my stick, and it went in. But, you know, it was obviously, you know, really cool. And hopefully it happens again. I know I never thought ever I'd score a goal in the NHL, let alone a hat trick. So there's something I'll never forget. And, you know, my dad still has the puck, and it's, it's pretty cool. It's something that I, when I go home, I like to look at when it's on top of his bureau at home. Yeah. So uh, it's a cool thing to have, and it's something I'll never forget. Absolutely. And Bruins are on a roll right now. And you get the sense that, you know, this team is very loose in the locker room. Is that fair enough to say? Yeah. Uh, we like, there's some guys that, you know, are pretty serious. But for the most part, the guys like to keep it loose. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're going to the rink every day. It's your job. But, you know, you got to have fun while you're doing it also. Any, like, who's the one guy you think that keeps it loose in the locker room? Yeah, uh, Marshy likes to keep it loose. Marshawn, yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly who I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, Marshy likes to keep it loose, and, you know, Tory Crew likes to keep it loose. There's, there's a lot of guys. Uh, some guys, most guys aren't too uptight before a game, so you like to have fun. But once the game starts, guys put their game face on and, and go out there and, you know, work, work for what they get. As the season moves into this second half, you know, obviously the Bruins are contending for an Eastern Conference title bid to the Stanley Cup final. What are what are your goals moving forward as the season heads to the second half? Yeah, obviously uh, keep moving up in the standings. Try to you know obviously try to you know be at the top of the league at the end of the season. And obviously we're on a streak right now, and you know streaks don't 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 last forever. So it's gonna be uh it's gonna be different. Obviously when we lose a game because we've been on a streak here. So you know it's gonna really depend on how we react to you know when we when we lose a couple of games. But you know we uh, we've battled with a lot of injuries this year, and we can you can see that we can win with the guys that aren't playing and you know, guys are in and out of the lineup so that you know, signs of a really good team so I think uh, if we just stay consistent and just keep doing the things we do I think we can go on a long run all right so obviously <coughs> been playing hockey basically your whole life you've probably heard your fair amount of chirps and you know certain language on the ice and what I always find interesting about hockey is that it has very unique chirps like probably out of the four major sports probably the most fun in terms of insults that players <laughs> throw at each other yeah. uh but to non-hockey fans and people who maybe don't watch the NHL consistently or even on a casual basis, they may have no idea what any of these chirps are. So for our listeners who may or may not know some of these terms, we're going to run through them. I got a list up here of certain hockey terms. I want you to tell me, A, if anyone actually says it or if it's just something made up, and B, you know, like what some, some of your favorite chirps that you like to, 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 uh, to throw at people. All right. So obviously the number one that I, I mentioned to myself, I called myself a sieve. Yeah. Civ is just lets everything through, kind of like you know a colander or something like that. Yeah. You call a goalie who can't stop shit. Yeah. Does that thrown a lot around a lot in the United Uh, not really, but uh, obviously everyone when you say he's a uh, goalie's a sieve, it's obviously not very good. But right. it's not a term that's really thrown on too much now. How about Helen Keller? I've never heard this one. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Helen Keller? Maybe when guys are talking about the ref, but. Uh, not, not, I haven't heard this that one. This one, it says a shy guy in the dressing room who doesn't say anything at all but goes out and just scores goal after goal. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a new one to me. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> one of the ones I love to hear is a grocery stick. Yeah. A grocery stick, for those who don't know, it's a guy who doesn't get on the ice at all. All he does is divide the forwards and the defensemen. Yeah, I grocery stick a few times this year. So. Grocery yeah, stick. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not fun, but it's a term that's still used when guys aren't playing, so I like to use it. Uh, here's one that is new to me. It's called uh, a coupon. I haven't heard that one. 
it's a goalie who uh, can't save anything. He says, uh, "You say you've seen you've seen coupons that save more than you." That's really fucking cheesy. Uh, Google me. Has anyone said Google me to oh, you? Oh yeah, Marsh uses that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like anyone tries trapping you, like who the hell are <laughs> Just you? Just say Google me. Yeah, Google. I've heard that one. Uh, how about a dump and change, and not the strategy that Claude loved to do all the time? Dump and change. Um, when you and the boys are out at the bar and there's no good-looking ladies, has anyone ever said that before? I feel like they haven't. No, never. What else do we got here? Uh, sled hockey for the worst skater on the team who can't skate for shit. <laughs> Never heard of that one either. A donut line. A line with good wingers but has a brutal center as if there was a hole in the middle of the line. Jesus Christ. These are really, really cheesy. <laughs> uh, how about a suitcase? Oh, yeah. That, that, one's, that one's used a lot. Guys like to choke around. They've been around a million teams. They call themselves a suitcase. Just a journeyman, basically. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's still used. And last one here that I see on this list... Uh, a baggage crew. Not the same as the suitcase, but a baggage crew. The one guy on the team that whenever there is a fight, he's out there sorting up, picking up sticks, gloves, and whatever else is laying on the ground. Never heard that one. Never either. heard that one. So kind of a 50-50. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, here's another one. Mother Goose. This is the guy who's the king of bullshitting story. Nope. Never, Never heard, heard of that one. What are some of the chirps that you like to throw out or some of the favorite, like some of the best that you've heard? Maybe Marshawn has said, because I feel like he's probably the best chirper on the team. <sighs> you know, you, you're a plug. Uh, who are you? Basically, uh, what's a plug for all the listeners who may not know? This guy who's terrible. Yeah. Dust, you're awful. I've heard Dusty, yeah. Um, the Google ones used a few times. Guys in the league have the honor to use it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I used to use that when I was growing up, but I can't really say that too much now in the NHL. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I like to just, whatever really comes to my mind, you can say the stupidest things, and those are the funniest things. So, whatever really comes to my mind, I'll say some ridiculous stuff, but. Half the time I just black out when I say it. Yeah, true. Get so mad. So yeah, just yeah. in just in that element. Yep. All right. One last question. I'm gonna try to you know borrow something from our friends over at Part of My Take. The question that I'm gonna ask that you don't have to answer, but I'm gonna ask anyway. Who do you think, outside of the Bruins, who do you think around the league is regarded as probably the most liked player in the league and disliked player in the league? Because I feel like a, a lot of people. Like a lot of fans have certain conceptions of who is and isn't respected uh, on the ice by the players themselves. So I kind of want to hear from one of the players who is kind of held in a high regard and who do a lot of people just straight up kind of hate. I'll just go from like from you know experiencing Bergie every day and he he has the most respect in, that, uh, in the league that I've seen. Obviously Crosby has a lot of respect and you know guys who just done a lot of good things in the league. You know there's not really too much you can say to him. I remember I think last year uh, there was a first guy. First year guy was said something to Bergie and I think it was Tori Greer sounds like you can't be chirping a guy like that basically. So Yeah. You know, Bergeron doesn't even have to say anything at yeah, that point. He doesn't he doesn't say much, you know, he he leads by example. He's you know, he's like I, I call him a rock star. He's a he's a great guy on and off the ice. You know, he's everyone loves him. So, you know, for for me that's that's a guy I think that's really respected throughout the whole league and I think he's one of the you know the best players in the league. And on the other side, someone that maybe, again, question I'm going to ask, you don't have to answer, but I'm going to ask anyway. That's, someone. A, that's a tough question because everyone's different. Everyone yeah. hates one guy. Everyone has feuds with, with other people. So for me, I kind of had more hatred towards the guy when I was in the minors than more than the NHL because NHL, there's more of a respect level. Yeah, once you get yeah. to that level, you know. Yeah, what there's more of a respect level. Obviously, you know, the guys in the league, they, you call rats, and those are, there's those guys. But, you know, a lot, everyone calls Marshan a rat, but. To be honest, he's a, he's a guy you want on your team. That's just right. how he plays. That's how he makes his money. That's how he's good every year. So, you know, guys play the game much differently. So everyone has their own thing they like to do. 
All right, thank you very much, Frank. Again, that was Frank Vetrano, former UMass Minutemen hockey player and current Boston Bruin forward. Frank, thanks for scoring on me seven times. Thanks for letting me save a few, and uh, thanks for coming to Amherst. Thanks for having me.